All right, hello guys, welcome here to our uh, NFL season preview. I don't know what's up with these cameras. I'm getting pretty irritated, um, and it's just my computer's being a complete dipshit tonight. So let's um, spare you guys my constant bitching, and just know that if the frames look bad, that's exactly why. Um, no particular reason, just computer being dipshit. But we apologize for not being on um, Sunday. We uh, right. have busy summer schedules still, and we're still getting back into the swing of things. Um, hopefully we'll be back every week going forward. Um, once, you know... Obviously, schedules get a little crazy, so we'll see what happens. But we do have an NFL show coming up today. Um, we're going to start by talking the changes, which is actually um, pretty ironic because we uh, just came... Well, actually, that's one place we were, the REO Speedwagon concert. And, you know, the song Roll With The Changes, so we're rolling with them here. <laughs> Um, so before I ask you your thoughts on this, let's just roll off a lot of the changes that we saw this off season, um, and we start mm -hmm. with um, the big one. Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube TV and not on Direct TV, other than for the local bars that like to give that. Um, Fourth down failed mm -hmm. conversions. They are now treated as turnovers and cannot be reviewed by a or challenged by a coach. They can be reviewed, but they will be generated by the booth instead. Um, tripping, right. it, tripping is now a 15-yard penalty. I haven't seen that called much, if at all, in recent years, other than you know once or twice. It's such a rare commodity. Um, then as far as the last rule change, um, there's now an emergency quarterback position on the 53-man roster. So if QB1 gets ejected or injured and QB2 you know, gets ejected or injured, then a third quarterback can be inserted into the game. So you saw a lot of teams during the cuts this past week um, kind of resort to three quarterbacks unless you're the New England Patriots then you only keep one and put two on the practice squad so yeah we won't dive into that because clearly Belichick's a freaking idiot um, um, player changes the biggest one of course Tom Brady is still retired yeah. as we know um, he still has a few more days to come back before we officially declare him retired. Um, how mm. <laughs> uh, that happened. <laughs> I, I still got to put it out there. He held out for a month and then decided to come back last time. Oh, is that true? <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers, Delvin Cook, Ellen Lazard, Randall Cobb all have joined forces on the New York Jets, so now they're the Green Bay Jets, apparently. Um, <laughs> the Lions have made some decent moves, beginning with the defensive back position, adding C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Cameron Sutton this past offseason. And, oh, add in, 
that of the big moves they've made, they dealt DeAndre Swift to the Eagles and picked up Jameer Gibbs in the draft, um, as well as, um, yeah, or shoot, that's the last big one I saw for the Lions. My mistake. I was misreading. Um, Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey was dealt to the Dolphins by the Rams. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. now joins the Bengals offensive line, which is crucial. Of course, we know how much that has been talked about the last few seasons. Um, going back to DeAndre Swift and Jameer Gibbs, of course, Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift have joined the Eagles running back room, while Sanders goes to the Panthers. Um, as far as the coaching changes, Frank Reich has been hired by the Panthers. Shane Steichen hired by the Colts. Jonathan Gannon, uh, he, he's set up to fail. Let, let's not even wait to talk about thoughts on that. He's set up to fail in Arizona, replacing Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah, it's safe to say that they're going to get that number one pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not even his fault. It's not even his fault. Um, but um, Sean Payton, Joe Lombardi team up on the Denver Broncos. They are going to help Russ cook a little bit more than a pickle sandwich. Um, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, exactly. D'Amico Ryans has been added to the Texans as the head coach. Um yep. Then the last one, this one's very shocking. Um, Eric Bieniemy, not a head coaching job, but he leaves Kansas City to take the offensive coordinator role with the Washington Commanders. His replacement, probably the dumbest offensive mind in all of football, in Matt Nagy. <laughs> um, so with that... But um, somehow he'll have success. <laughs> well, look who he's got at quarterback. Um Anyway, uh, Bill O'Brien back to the Patriots once again um, as the offensive coordinator, an official offensive coordinator, not, you know, 20 different guys calling offensive plays behind Matt Patricia like last year. Um, and then Nathaniel Hackett has reunited with Aaron Rodgers with the New York Jets. Um, so I guess the first thing that as I just rattled off a huge list and thank God I typed it down for you. So you didn't lose track. What are the biggest ones? Um, and what are your thoughts on all this? Um, just because the, the jets got all those players formerly of the green Bay Packers doesn't exactly mean that they're going to be any better than they were last year. Um, you know, Rogers is a big hypocrite. And, the, and I say that very lightly, is that he had half of those same got players in Green Bay, and he wanted to bolster up and bring in certain guys to the Green Bay Packers and make them better. But yet, you bring most of your talent that you had last year, like Lazard and Cobb, And also those other um, guys, too, which I, you know, oh, this is a better situation. I think we're going to have a good year. Um, 
I don't know all about that. Just because better results. Um, as far as the fourth down conversions thing, I could have swore that it was always considered a um, turnover on downs kind of thing. So I was kind of confused about that one. Um, yeah, so I guess that one it used to be a challengeable like play. But mm-hmm. now it's being classified as... Same thing as a turnover, where now it has to be booth-reviewed if it's a close call. Okay. So I guess that's just ultimately the change, is how it's reviewed. Whether it's, you know, challenge-generated or just, you know, NFL, New York wanting to take a look at it. Right. And I honestly, I, w- I will say this now, I don't think that Sean Payton... Uh, to the Broncos is going to last very super-duper long because uh, it's been reported that apparently he wants Russ to stop focusing on his media image and just focus on himself and football and stuff like that, which is not a bad thing, but not a good luck for Sean Payne heading into his very first year back after being a gone uh, like a year and a half, like two years away from coaching the Saints. So it just doesn't look very good for Sean Payton heading to the Broncos. Um, yeah. Hmm. Ramsey to the Dolphins seems very odd. Um, Ramsey's not going to be starting off with the, with the Dolphins right away. Um, Cardinals' situation just not very good as... Um, they're not going to be with Kyler Murray for the very first four year, for the first four games of the year as he's on the physically unable to perform list. Um, I think that was also a rule change that if you are on that one, the start of the season that you cannot play until after week four. I think that was I think for the PUP years list beforehand. Yeah, I think in years beforehand, it, it was, was like six weeks. you would be on it the third season, but you can play the next week afterwards. Now it's you are basically gone for four weeks and can't play until at least week five, which sucks for um, you know Von Miller for Jonathan Taylor can't what? play until at least week five. I know his contract situations. Um, I think they used to be Same a five-week or six-week thing before, so it's down to four now. Oh, well, see, I mean, technically it was a change, too, but, um, yeah, I, I it, all of that right off, it, it seems very odd, but um, what, what do you uh, what do you think about some of the changes? So, kind of going down the list, and I'll try to be quick with it. Um, Sunday ticket, much-needed much change going to YouTube TV, much-needed change, because DirecTV oh, okay. had it, like, you know, shut out to anybody who didn't have the satellite package. So, I, again, I think much-needed change. It, it had to happen, you know, because now you see how much right. money YouTube TV's making out of it. You see Verizon now advertising for it. I actually got an email myself the other day that they're giving away four free months of HBO Max for it, too, which is really nice, or Max, or whatever it's called now. Um, oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah just Max. So, um, emergency quarterback's a good rule. 
Um, I, I like that. Um, Tom Brady staying retired. You already heard my thoughts on that. Um, you know, <laughs> Orlando Brown joining the Bengals. I think that's good. The Lions bolstering that defense. Another good sign that they are ready to turn the corner. Um, I'll give my prediction on that later when we predict the divisions. Um, mm-hmm. Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift. This has to be the weirdest Eagles running back room from the standpoint of both these guys are 20 carry backs and it's just like a too many cooks in the kitchen sort of thing for them right now. Right. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Sanders to the Panthers I think is a good idea. You know, he reunites with offensive coordinator um, Frank Reich. I I don't remember if they were together or not, but I believe they were. Um, I, I don't recall. Um, but I don't think he was. I think it was somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think it was um former. I think it was um former Dolphins running back that mm-hmm. was on the Eagles during that time that won the Super Bowl. Um, Jay Ajayi. Yeah, I think he yeah. was. I think I'm pretty sure he was the starting running back for the Eagles back in the day. I don't think I was ever Miles Sanders. I th- there was also that other, like, decently good um, running back for the Eagles, too, back in the day, but I don't think I was ever Miles Sanders. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, as far as the coaching changes, uh, Frank Reich, great hire. Um, should have never been fired by the Colts. I know Colts fans might disagree with me, but he was... Yeah, but- I, I, unfortunately, his firing was overshadowed with how many quarterbacks they had start mm. every single year and had so much, you know, see, backlash. See, Philip Rivers was the best quarterback you signed in that time, and he only gave you one year and retired. Like, no one True. expected that. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, everybody knew he was on a downhill spiral at the time that the Colts signed him, and they're like, oh, you know, well, it paid off for Matt Stafford going to another team. Well, it'll pay off for Matt Ryan, just not the case. Um, blew the biggest lead in NFL history in typical Matt Ryan fashion. Um, right. And with the help of probably the worst head coaching hire in history in Jeff Saturday. Um, so thank God... <laughs> Um, the Colts came to their senses and got Shane Steichen. Um, poor Jonathan Gannon, dude. He's, <laughs> man, I mean, like I said, that dude's just set up to fail because of how bad that team looks entering the season. Um, right. Sean Payton, I'm sorry, and I think I said it before and I'll say it again. I think this tarnishes his legacy as a head coach. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer as a head coach. Or a pretty high up ballot. Um, Now, he's going to be a subpar coach in probably one of the toughest divisions in football. So... I'm sorry, but... All the power to him to try to 
turn that Denver Broncos team around, but I just don't think he's going to have that great of success. Yeah. Um, if it's anybody, I probably feel bad for is D'Amico Ryan's. Man. Uh, I mean, they made some good moves this offseason. I mean, I don't think Robert Woods is the bad wide receiver one, but fortunately, yeah. Robert Woods is more of a complimentary receiver as like a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. So I just don't know exactly what kind of Texans team we're going to get this year. Um, I Stroud, I think he, he can do decently well in Houston, but I, I think they just need some more um, some more help on that offense, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, you know, isn't C.J. Stroud, he's one of the Ohio State guys, and you know how I feel about those guys at quarterback, so. Uh, yeah, um, true. You know, as far as the Chiefs, no change. It doesn't matter who, they could put a pet rock as an offensive coordinator, and they'd still find a way to make it a top five offense because of Andy Reid. So, we all know Andy right. Reid's pulling the strings. Um, you know, and then Eric Bieniemy going to Washington. It sounds like it's already off to a little bit of a rocky start because everyone says he keeps screaming and yelling all day. So, um, yeah, that one will be an interesting one. And with Sam Howell, well, I know exactly how Sam Howell will do under his system. So. You know what? I think he wanted this chance to say, you know what? I'm not getting a coaching job because Andy Reid's the best offensive mind in football. Let me make my case with a team that needs me to call offensive plays and doesn't have an offensive-minded coach. So, in a way, this was a ladder, you know, like a move to move up the ladder. Even though he's proven time and again, he should be a head coach in this league. Um, right. Yeah, but especially with um, them having a defensive mind and head coach. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, Bill O'Brien was a much needed move for the Pats, but it's again a tough division. The East and the West in the AFC are probably the toughest divisions in football right now, and I just don't see this being a big change. But I think it's a change. That'll kind of put Mac Jones in that, you know, when we're talking year five option next year for him, I feel like it's going to dictate it, but I feel like it's going to help him kind of get back to the Mac Jones everybody expects him to be. Right. I I think that this is a make or break a year for Mac Jones anyway. I mean... He's the only active quarterback on the roster, so that's already putting a lot of pressure on him to succeed this year. Um, there were a lot of reports that maybe Bailey Zapp was going to be, you know, taking the edge, but when he gets released and put on the practice squad, it's like, uh, <laughs> doesn't seem like they have very much faith in, in Zapp than they do with Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I I would like to see him doing some success. I mean, Mm -hmm. like you were saying about Ohio State quarterbacks, it's the same thing with Alabama quarterbacks, too. I don't know about that. I mean, 
the last two Alabama quarterbacks have done all right for themselves, so. I mean, yeah, Tua and, and um, I, I wish nothing more than, you know, the success for Tua, Tua and Mac Jones and, and especially Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young can have some success in Carolina, but I guess time will only tell. He's got the right guy coaching him. I'm just telling you that right now. Um, so um, true. So we're ready for know, some hot. Eight you make your hot takes if you got um. It. Well, I guess the hot takes can be. I think Arizona should get penalized for purposely tanking. I really do. Should I, I they? Mean, yes. Will they? No. <laughs> probably not. I mean, there, there's there's hot take that um, I think somehow I think hot take could be I think the Raiders will be better than what people are expecting them to be. Uh, I guess it all depends on if um, Jimmy Garoppolo does stay healthy. But I, I'd say that the Raiders can definitely be there, uh, but um, I, I guess bold prediction is I could see the Chargers definitely competing with the Chiefs this year, especially if that injury to Travis Kelsey is a lot worse than initially stated because um, he hyperextended his knee, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but if it ends up being a lot worse, I could see the Chargers making a run for that division, especially with Travis Kelsey being hurt right now. I mean, I I, I think that's a bold prediction. I'll, and it, I saw and a bold Chris prediction. Jones is holding out. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I say a bold prediction is that Buffalo will be a lot better than everybody is thinking that they're going to be. I think they're still going to win division. Of course, we'll talk more about it. But I, I think that... Um, I, I, how about this? Bold prediction. I thought when Von Miller does eventually come back to the Bills, I think that he can be a sack machine. Do I think that he's going to lead the league in sacks? No, but I think he's going to definitely contribute to a lot of sacks for the Bills. I think that he's going to have at least 10-plus sacks once coming back. And I know that he'll miss like at least the first four games, but I think that he'll come back and really make an impact for Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that, obviously. Um you know, going off of that, I think this is the year. If the Chargers are going to do it, this is the year. Plain and simple. There's too many good moves they made this offseason. Um, I know the Austin Eckler thing was quite a distraction, but I'm just going to say that that's kind of a bold prediction. That I think the Chargers have the shot and will do it this year. I think 
they will have a chance at not only winning the division, but I'm going to put this out there. They are going to sweep the Kansas City Chiefs this year. That's my bold prediction. And guess I what? I could see it. And guess what? I one of those games, gonna... one of those games, it'll be a win by ten or more. Just throwing it out there. It could, it could be. Okay, Justin Herbert. I say, I'm gonna put this out there. Hot take. I think Buffalo either beats the Bengals or the Chiefs in the playoffs to finally get over the hump. Chiefs, yes. Bengals, no. I'm sorry. Bengals are too good. Um, like, but as far as going on to the Bills, I'm sorry. This is the bold prediction. It is this year or never, and that's my. I'm standing. I'm gonna stand on that hill, and Jason, I'm gonna die on that hill. I'm sorry. It's this year I, or never. No. I was going to say, I, I definitely happen to agree with like, that one. Um, they've they've got to make up their minds at this point. You know, because I think if they don't do it this year, if they play third or fourth best in the AFC in total, then you got to make a decision of, look, we're eating the salary cap now. Do we just blow this up? Minus Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. Do we blow it up and just say, you know, the players that aren't well noted, that are eating up most of it, do we just trade them away or release them and just start fresh with a clean slate after the salary cap penalties? You know. Uh, right. I, I think that's a decision that's got to be made because not only... You know, are they about to get into cap hell sooner or later just to chase Kansas City and, frankly, the Bengals, who are, I'm sorry, the best team in the AFC from last year because, let's face it, the Chiefs had a cakewalk in the playoffs thanks to a freebie for the first seed. Um, You know, so... I think, like I said, it's this year or never as far as that goes. Um, the Jets, I'm sorry. They're not going to be. like I, I. Here's the thing. They're going to be good, but you got to weigh the rest of the AFC into this picture. Okay, let's weigh the rest of the AFC into this picture. Do you really think, I'm sorry, I'm going to point out the entire media in this one, do you really think in probably the toughest, not even probably, the toughest football conference that the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are just going to steamroll everybody, dethrone the Bills, and Aaron Rodgers is going to return to MVP? See, if it happens, I'll show up. If it doesn't, then you better put some spec on the Bills. That's all I gotta say. Put some respect on the Dolphins, too. At least they're a step closer. Yeah, I know. Okay, look. I like Robert Sala. I've been on that train from the day he was hired. And you know it, and everybody on this show knows it. Okay, 
I've been high on him. He's probably the best defensive coach. Like, it, not as good as McDermott. Not as good as, you know, um, you know, who was it? Leslie Frazier. Not as good as him, but he's a guy who builds top five defenses. And sorry, I wasn't sure if my internet was going out, so I just wanted to be sure. Um, looks like you're still there, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry, I just wasn't sure. So, but yeah, Robert Sala builds top five quality defenses. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and I got news for you, he's going to be known as the best corner in the game at the conclusion of this season. That's going to be the bold prediction um, as well. Nathaniel Hackett benefited Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I believe it's going to return to that, but again, it's a different conference, folks. Okay, this conference has about nine teams that could play for a playoff spot. Okay, maybe ten if you include the Steelers, who are just going to be like fringe, you know, in you know, like they're just the team that's always there until the end. So right. Um. So you know, nine or ten teams. I'm sorry, but they are not going to come in here and absolutely route the AFC. And if I'm wrong, I'll save this clip and put it down. Um, <laughs> as far as the NFC, Dak's gone at the conclusion of the season. Dak is on the hot seat. That's the bold prediction. Why else would Jerry Jones trade for Trey Lance without telling his quarterback without telling his head coach. Okay, this is a message straight from the owner. He said, get your shit together or get out. Right. Okay, it shows he has yeah, no faith. like the meme that going around thinking that he traded for Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Don't be shocked. If the salary caps are turned off, he could do that. Uh, true. <laughs> Again, the Cowboys are the most valuable oh. franchise in America, so. Uh, but, um, I know. As far as that, I think that's about all the bold predictions, hot takes we have. Um, oh, oh, one more, one more. Lions are going to win their second playoff game since JFK. Yes, that was a meme. No, was it appropriate? No. But is it true? Yes. I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping they can be able to actually do it. I'm hoping that they can shock the world. Because um, as we're heading into the next one, if somehow they do not make the playoffs, Unfortunately, he might be the one coach that could be very well on the hot seat this year. And I don't want to say it because I think Dan Campbell is really turning around that Lions team for the better. But if somehow you get all that talent and still don't get to the dance, I think that he's gone. I hate to say it. Jason, you and I have been on ends about this. I mean, of all the things over four I years... Know. 
Of all the things know. over four years yeah. we've either agreed or disagreed about, you and I could not be more off page on this. I'm sorry, he's not <laughs> on the hot seat, dude. Like, there's no way after the response from Hard Knocks, there's no way after essentially coming back from from the grave, essentially, last season to battle back and battle the Vikings till week 18. There is just no way he's getting fired. <laughs> um, I, I, Bill Belichick, I think it's going to be on a hot seat. That's another hot seat. Um, I, I, I know that's very weird to say, but it's gotta be cheerful at this point. Um, I think, Josh McDaniels is going to be on the hot seat entering the season. Um, I get it. You know, you have yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, who you've coached before, and you know the kind of production that you're going to get out of him. But I really do think that if the Raiders do not get anywhere close to the dance, I think that he's going to be on the hot seat. Um, hmm. Here's Oh man, I'm trying to think of other coaches that could very well be on that. I don't, I don't want to put thing. Jonathan Gannon on there, but I feel like you know, could he be the scapegoat? Is what I worry about when they already know they're not going to win games. Just he things, could be. Just things you think about. Um, just knowing that route that Houston coaches go, I think that Miko Ryan's probably, <laughs> I hate to say it. deserve to be. I know it's a shame. But it's true. I mean, look at Houston te- I mean, coaches don't last more than like a year. So he's kind of already kind of, he's already on the hot seat without really being on the hot seat. And it's sad because... You know, they're really, I, I mean, how much could it be on a GM and how much it could be on a coach? Because it just, it's a very bad situation. To, you know, it's not a very profitable team. I mean, it's also it was an expansion team from 2002. So it just, uh, I don't know. I really want to give the benefit of the doubt to Houston, but I hate to say it, I think that Mika Ryans is on the hot seat in his very first year of being there. Um, Jonathan Gannon very well could be too, but I don't think it's going to be truly his fault when the team is just trying to re- rebuild already. Um, yeah. I team that could very well be on the hot seat, I, I think that you would have to go with with Dallas, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on them. I know that um, they made playoffs last year, didn't they? They did, and they won a game and then lost the next round. I think that they're a team that's going to be on the hot seat heading the season because, I mean, you get rid of Amari Cooper... You bring in Brandon Cooks, who Brandon Cooks in the past has had thousand yards, re- thousand yard receive seasons. You dumped um, Zeke too. So you get rid of Zeke and you have Tony Pollard. 
So I, I think that they're a team that is very much on the hot seat heading into the season because, you know, this is a team that could, I wouldn't say easily be in the playoffs, but definitely pushing towards getting into the playoffs. And, you know, they're, not, they're a team that just can't get past the second round whatsoever at all. So I think that they're a team that is very much on the hot seat. Mike McCarthy, um, too. They're usually early. What's up? Mike McCarthy, too. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you got your head coach but, going, or if you got your owner really going Jerry behind Jones. your back. Knowing Jerry Jones, he'll probably keep on the Mike McCarthy after this year, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, look how long it took for Jason Garrett to finally get fired. Yeah. See. I think there's not one but two head coaches in that division that are on the hot seat. Okay. First yeah, off, uh, Ron Rivera is yeah. one of them too. And I I hate to say it because Ron Rivera really is a good coach, but two teams he's not led. I mean, he led a team to Super Bowl fifty, but he hasn't done anything since. And again, you know, like I said, I hate to say it because he's, you know, he's a big reason why they got to Super Bowl 50, at least the Panthers, then, you know, gets mm-hmm. cut by them. I'm like, you know, Washington's a good spot for him. Here's the deal. I, I don't think it's just that. I think, you know, there's new ownership there in Josh Harris. He's clearly wanting to build a winning team. And I could see him being impulsive in this situation and saying, you know, I want to win now. This guy ain't doing it. Right. Okay, I could see that. And Magic Johnson, how much of a voice does he have in this ownership group? Okay. He might because, I mean, luckily he's done with the, the Dodgers. He's no longer there, but yeah. Oh, wow. I mean... Wait, Really? Yeah, I think he sold him, but I we'll have to look that up. But, um, but I'm pretty sure before he did, he won the World Series with them. So I mean, yeah. so so I think that he can do enough and or have enough say of being able to make a winning culture in Washington. I think the only thing that could actually save Ron Rivera's job is some, if it somehow Sam Howell and the Commanders do get a playoff berth, maybe that can save Ron Rivera's job. Yeah. But if they do don't get towards anywhere close to the playoffs, I think that you would have to start fresh. The the other question is how intimidated is he by the guy he just hired? Because keep in mind, True. that guy's been a hot commodity the last few seasons for head coaching interviews. you got a new, fresh owner in the league. There's a possibility this team could say, you know what? We're hiring your replacement. Or your offensive coordinator is your replacement. That hey, That's probably why he left to Kansas City in the mm-hmm. first place. It's possible. It was probably his only opportunity to finally become a head coach. Let's see, Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy. I'm with you on Bill Belichick. However, I'm going to say he doesn't get fired 
but I think he gets put in the Tom Coughlin situation of it's mutual. We both agreed, you know, it just was the best move for our football team going forward. Oh, but Bill Belichick staying on as GM and president of football operations or something stupid like that. Yeah, that I could see very much. There's no, there's no way that they'll let Belichick go that easy at least um right you know so then looking again josh mcdaniel i agree with um jonathan gannon and D'Amico ryan's i can be see being scapegoats but i don't think the texans are going to be as bad as everyone says okay i do think they're going to be bad but i don't think they're going to be you know personnel change bad um, who's the Cleveland Browns coach? My goodness. But he should be on the hot um, seat too. Kevin Stefanski. Yeah. You know, it sucks for Stefanski because he did have that really good season with Baker Mayfield to make playoffs. Yeah. And they were very close to like beating Kansas City that year too. Yeah. And it very well could have been Buffalo and Kansas City, and I think at the AFC Championship game, too. Yeah. But, fortunately, it did not happen, and then, you know, Buffalo ended up losing to Kansas City that year, and then Kansas City lost badly to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. Yeah. Speaking of that, Todd Bowles as well. Add him to that list. Um, yeah. Head coach on the hot seat. Um, and honestly, I think it just sucks for his situation because it's it's bigger. Well, mm-hmm. it does suck for him because I mean Tom Brady. He had Tom Brady last year, barely won the division with Tom Brady last year, and then lost badly to the Cowboys in the playoffs. Now you have Baker Mayfield, and you don't know what kind of Baker you're going to get. Are you going to get the one where he? took the Browns to the playoffs kind of Baker Mayfield, or are you going to get the one from last year where he did, he came in like halfway through the season and was trying his damnness to be able to do well for the Rams and then went to the, what, Carolina and wasn't good there at all. Or no, started off with Carolina and then went to the Rams and just was a very bad situation for um, Baker Mayfield on all together, so uh, you don't know what kind of Baker Mayfield you're going to get. I mean, he does have a decently good offensive system in mind, but... Mm. Well, we'll get to see firsthand later in the season, so... Um, That's true. To do we, that. will, we will be there. Um, but I'm going to go with this one. This could be a shot in the dark. I think Robert Sal is on the hot seat, too. You don't get that much talent and get that much of a fail ceiling in a way to where if you don't make playoffs you know point being if he doesn't make playoffs with this roster and how much they invested into Aaron Rodgers and his circus from Green Bay um, I'm sorry there's just no saving you at that point well, I mean, I guess it all depends on injuries. It's a prove it. At that rate. It's a prove it year. So. Yeah. 
It says it sounds it definitely is a hundred percent approve a year for them. Then um oh man, I just hit the last one of mine. Oh yeah, the Chargers coach, um, Brandon Staley. If he's not on the hot seat after what happened in the playoffs last season, I don't know what the hot seat means anymore. Because that dude should have lost his job after the playoff game. And I know there are a lot of owners that would have been impulsive enough to fire him after that. Yeah, I was going to say, I think he has at least like one more year in him if that was to be the case, but... But, um, I, I kind of mentioned my... Again, Hopefully he learns from his mistakes. Yeah. That's all I can say. Now, teams that should be on the hot seat, going off of teams, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints, how do you keep, you know, at some point you look at the cap hell you're in and you just have to think to yourself, you know, we should really just start tanking and conceding. You know, but every year right. it's the same old, you know, oh, we'll push it off, you know, we'll restructure contracts. Then the next season they're in the same picture. I don't know what their GM's thinking, but every year they enter the offseason with $150 million in cap, you know, in cap hell. I don't know how this team does it, but, you know, they somehow manage to be in cap hell. Um, you know, like I said, at some point you just got to sit there and I get it, you know, it's a weak division and we'll talk division predictions soon. But at some point you just got to look at it and say, you know what, fuck it. We've got to, you know, just eat up the cap. Right. But all right, we're running, you know, we're on the like 45 minute mark. So I do want to kind of speed this okay. up a little. Um, Shoot, sorry, I'm just uh, playing with this here all right so divisions we'll start um we'll start in the afc and i guess we'll start with the afc east let's predict the order of the, that division i think the way that you have it right now already ran out bills dolphins Jets, pass that's exactly how it's gonna be i feel like the dolphins are such a wild card not to get ahead but the exactly. reason i say they're a wild card is how healthy does Tua stay? If Tua stays healthy all 17, they're second, and I'd say it's a close division. Now, if Tua's unhealthy, gets hurt, misses a couple games, I could see, because this is a division where anybody gets hurt, frankly, I think the next two teams below could jump on it. Okay, I think that's just how tight this division is. What's that? No, no, I agree with you. Yeah, so... I really do. It's not just two of we got to worry about. Now, I'm not saying Josh Allen's injury prone, but let's just say Josh Allen gets hurt. That next team behind is going to jump right on it, and that's two games that could help or hurt you. So, right. what I'm saying is I like that order, too, assuming everybody stays healthy. Otherwise, like I said, we could be seeing a mess there. Um... AFC North, that's the Steelers, the Bengals, um, the Ravens, and the Browns. And let me just say before we predict that division that I think based on everything I've seen 
this past week, of course, if you haven't watched it, Nick Wright says the Steelers are winning that division. Okay, <laughs> first off, I think, Jason, I know we're probably, we should have talked this off camera. I think we're just going to have to create a new segment called Worst Take of the Week. <laughs> going forward. Okay, I mean, Because we'll have hey. more than enough content from Skip Bayless and Nick Wright alone. <laughs> Probably. So what's that? What's the division order? <laughs> Before I get distracted with that. Um, I say Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, Browns. I'm going to slightly disagree with you, but I think this is another division that's going to be tight below the Bengals. Okay, I think it's Bengals... Ravens, I'm going to go Browns and Steelers, to be honest. And I'm sorry, your brother's going to hate me for it, but I feel like the Browns, with Nick Chubb being the solo back now, I think they can make some noise in that division and, you know, create a little bit of chaos there. And Deshaun Watson in his second year in that offense, you know, I feel like he's going to find his rhythm pretty quick. Um Maybe, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, AFC South here. Uh, I don't know if I like this one, honestly. Uh, to be truthfully honest with you, I'm, I'm going to have to go... Uh, this one's tough. I'm going to say, I'm gonna definitely see if the Jags are going to win that division. Um, I'm going to say Jags. Titans, Colts, and Texans. I feel like the bottom's a toss-up. So, I'm sorry, I gotta go Jags. Frankly, the bottom three are a toss-up. And we, I think we forgot another one as far as head coaches. Mike Vrabel might be on the hot seat, too. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say 100%. Um, but, is. I feel like the Titans will be second by default. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, I'm going to go Texans then Colts because I feel like the Texans are in a better quarterback situation than the Colts are. Um, so I'm going to go just barely because so quarterback starting. So I mean, John, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is the difference maker in why I'm saying Colts fourth. Um, yeah, and they're in the the Colts are going with a guy that has barely even had many carries in his NFL career. So mm-hmm. this is going to be interesting that they're basically going with a rookie quarterback and basically a rookie running back to start start the year. Now they could surprise. They like could... Okay, they could surprise. So let's not rule out a potential surprise, but. I just don't see it. True. Um, AFC West. Uh, um, well, Chiefs, 100%. Chiefs, I'm going to say Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. Now I said in my bold predictions that I said the Chiefs are going to get swept by the Chargers. Um... Now, look, let's put all, you know, 
full-on bets aside. I do think that's going to happen. I think that's a real possibility that could happen. Um, do I see him winning the division? They're the Chargers, and I'm used to heartbreak. So I feel like this Travis Kelsey story is going to be blown out of proportion. The the Chris Jones one, not so much. So I feel like the division's going to be close coming to Week 18. I'm going to say the Chiefs narrowly over the Chargers, maybe a game. Um, then you're just going to have a battle for the basement again with the Broncos and the Raiders. Um, but going to the NFC, we'll start with the what used to be the least and is now the NFC beast. Uh, I'm going to say it's not Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Commanders. I agree, but I worry that the Giants were a one-season fluke. I'm sorry, like, I just... I'm not buying the Giants as a serious contender just yet. But I do agree with the order. As far as the North goes... Oh, yeah, AFC. um, Sorry, I wasn't sure if you were going to bounce back with something, because Brian Dables... No. That's why I was... That's what's what the long pause, but let's go NFC North. Um, I still think it's the Vikings division to lose, so I'm going to have to say... um, Vikings-Lions, and I'm going to say Bears over the Packers. I think the Packers are going to end up being... Um, last in the division this year. I'm telling you, man, your hate, you know, and again, you and I, I've told you, have been at odds for the last, like, six months on the future of the Lions. <laughs> Listen. Like, I'm telling you, this is the biggest beef I have with you right now. Everybody craps on Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins actually surprisingly had a really good year last year. But come on, it's the Lions. The Lions had the best comeback of last year. I get it, like, but still. I'm sorry. I'm going Lions. Then I'm going Vikings. Then I'm going to go Packers. Then I'm going to say the Bears. I'm sorry. It's, I think Aberfluss is going to be gone at the end of the year, too. Um NFC South, which has now become the weakest division in football. This one is a tough one. I have no idea who could honestly win this division this year. I really don't. Um, I'm going to say somehow magically the Saints do win the division. I'm going to say Saints, Bucks. Falcons and Panthers. I just don't know about the Panthers quite yet. I think the Falcons just have a little slight edge of being third and not being dead last. If you hear that knocking, that's opportunity because not only is Michael Thomas back, but still injury prone, but let's add in as well. Alvin Kamara's suspended to start the season. True. Okay. Well, so in three games, you have Chris Olave who can still go out there and be a beast of a receiver. 
but Michael Thomas, I mean, if he can stay healthy and go back to form, I think can be good. But but also, Olave is going to definitely carry that offense for 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 the time being. But Derek Carr also and they also have Jamal Williams too. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't count it out. They have Jamal Williams who could honestly play pretty well. So I don't think you got you can't count out the the Saints quite yet. I mean, he's got to carry that ball more than he did last year for the the Lions, you know. But look what he did with the Lions. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had quite a lot of touchdowns and short yardage. But see, but here's my beef with it. Okay, Derek Carr was, outside of Dak Prescott, the worst statistical starting quarterback last season. He proved not only was he not a top 15 quarterback, frankly, you probably couldn't even put him top 20 after last year. That's how bad Derek Carr played. Now, I'm saying the Saints will win the division, but it's not going to be, you know, because of good play whatsoever right um Derek Carr is a guy who's been in the league and I'm sorry you know but he's been in the league for 12 years he has not won anything I'm you know you could argue you know you could come back at me with well neither did Matt Stafford until he went to the Lions but Matt Stafford was a legitimate top 15 quarterback when he was with the Lions he always put up big numbers. Derek Carr hasn't done shit. <laughs> what? Oh, I was going to say, the whole thing with Matthew Stafford, when you were saying, uh, when he went to the Lions, I'm like, wait, he was on the when Lions. He was I mean, with he the went Lions. The when he was with the Lions. Yeah. Then. Um, so, but Derek Carr hasn't done shit in his career to prove that he's even a top 20 quarterback. I'm sorry. You know, you can hate on me all you want. It's the truth. Um, but I do. I just think that with how weak that division is, they're just going to get yeah, the slight edge by of default. Like, but then I'm going to go Falcons because for some reason, everybody's high on the Falcons. Um, you got Pitts and you got Drake London, I believe it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you got those two in the offense. Desmond Ritter's going to be, you know, in his but second John, year. Don't, don't cut out for John Robinson either, I mean. Yeah, but John Robinson too. I think they did a lot with that offense. I could see him, you know, take. I could see them taking it to the Saints, to be honest. Okay, you know, I know that people are laughing at him, but it's the truth. Um, then... Panthers, I think number three, because Frank Reich is just straight up gonna outcoach the Bucks, and I think the Bucks will be fourth. Um, but final division, NFC West, which at one point was the best division in football, now it's uh, fizzling out. I'm gonna give a very weird thing. I'm gonna still say the 49ers are gonna win that division, but I'm gonna say the Rams are gonna be better than they were last year and be second and fight the 49ers for that division this year. I think it's gonna be 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. I just I I just don't know if I can agree with you on that. I do I mean, here's the thing. I'm a fool if I say anybody but the 49ers is going to win that division. 
okay? The reports of the Rams trying to deal Stafford and the fact that it's just out in the open that they feverishly tried to deal him away. Uh, you just wonder, do they turn it into fuel or do they let it, you know, every time something goes wrong, does it, you know, revert back to we wish we traded you? Um, so... For that reason, I'm going to give the Seahawks a very slight edge. But the Seahawks, to me, are the same team as the Giants. Just, you know, I don't feel like they've done enough. So then, yeah, I'm going to say Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals behind the 49ers. Um... So with that, let's do playoff seating real quick. We just hit the hour mark. Um, so um, what do you think for the AFC and NFC here? Uh, it's, too, it's too tough to have to try to predict that. I will say I think, you know, you got Buffalo, Kansas City, um, Jacksonville, what am I missing? I think you missed Cincy. <laughs> and, and Cincy. And I think that you would have to add... I think Dolphins are going to be a wild card team. Um, Chargers are going to be a wild card team. And... Maybe the Jets? I don't know. I think that's hmm. your, your, your seven right there in the AFC... NSC, you're gonna have um, you're gonna have Eagles, Vikings, Saints, and 49ers is your top ones. Your 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 wild cards are gonna be. I think the the Cowboys are gonna be a wild card team. I say the Lions are gonna be a wild card team, and the Rams are gonna be a wild card team. Interesting. Um. See, I'm saying this right now. I think the Bengals are going to be the top seed in the AFC. That's my prediction. Um, I think with everything going on in Kansas City, I'd say the Bills are the number two seed. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs number three, Jacksonville four. So I think, you know, once the Chiefs get past the first round, if they play the Bills or the Bengals, they're going to have to do it in Buffalo or in Cincinnati this year. So I think that's going to be a big change for them. Um, going to the fifth seed, I, I think they're pretty self-explanatory for the wild cards. I think it's going to be... The question is the order, and I think it's going to be the Chargers number five. I think it's going to be the Dolphins number six, and then the Jets number seven. But I think it's not going to be without challenge for the seventh seed. Um, NFC, right. NFC, I could see the Eagles taking it. I think the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Philly. Excuse me. Um, Could be possible. So, Philly, San Fran, Detroit, 
But I think Detroit's going to be close for that number two seed, especially because we don't know what Brock Purdy's going to do. Um, then I'm going to go Saints. Vikings number five. Sorry, i got to move this over just a hair so I can see it. Um, so, forget I said Vikings number five. Sorry, I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm going to say Cowboys by default for number six. I'm going to say Seahawks number seven. So, um, Super Bowl, what do you think? Uh, I'm thinking a, a rematch of... Like, what happened in, like, the past pass? I'm thinking Bengals and 49ers in the Super Bowl. I could see it. Um, I'm wondering, though, I think the Eagles could go back, but I'm going to say Bengals and Eagles for this year's Super Bowl. I mean, it would be nice to see my team in there, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so then... if, if it does... Cool. If not, I mean, but that window is officially closed. I hate to say it. Yeah, but I think, though, the Eagles are about to lose back-to-back -back Super Bowls. That's my prediction, yes. Um, sorry, City of Brotherly Love, but I think um, it's going to be a Bengals Super Bowl. I think Joe Burrow's finally going to get that elusive ring, Um, you know. I think we'll just put an end to not only is Joe Burrow still Patrick Mahomes' dad, but now it's going to be, okay, well, I got a ring too, mother. <laughs> okay, so that's what I think we're going to see this off offseason. Um, then, um, as far as awards, what are we thinking? Because we know, we know who's going to be comeback player of the year, but at least the three big ones... It would be nice to see if he's a actually comeback player of the year. I mean, they might just end up giving it to him regardless if he plays or not, which would be perfect. I think he's very, very well deserving of it. Um, as far as MVP, um, I'm saying Joe Burrow, to be honest with you. Joe Burrow? Did you say um, that? Yeah, I said Joe Burrow. I agree. See, we agree about um, one thing today. <laughs> uh, rookies of the year. Um, I'm thinking Bajan Robinson for NFC. As far as AFC goes, um, oh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe... Um, Dalton Kincaid, I think he can win Rookie of the Year for AFC. He has that potential upside that he can be a good player for the Bills, so I, I think that he can end up being Offensive Rookie of the Year for AFC. As well, as far as Players of the Year, I think Justin Jefferson for the NFC is going to get it again. Hmm. As far as AFC goes, oh. 
see. Um, so we agreed on MVP. I think that's right. Um, see, rookie of the year. I'm thinking obviously Bajan is going to be for the NFC offensive, um, AFC offensive. The problem is the AFC rookies aren't that strong. I mean, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I mean, you know, CJ is going to win it over him, but look at, I mean, the next, again, I don't know. I feel like it's a quarterback award if it's available to a quarterback. Um, so I wouldn't even be shocked if Bryce Young wins NFC, but Bajant deserves it. Um, then you go, um, defensive. Um, sorry, um. So we go defensive. Oh, I was going to say offensive player of the year. I think it's going to be Jay Jeff. Yet again, mm -hmm. second year in a row. As far as defensive, I think yeah. TJ Watt, if he can stay healthy. I mean. See, defensive rookie, I'm going to go Will Anderson. I think Will Anderson's going to win it for the AFC. Um, then the NFC, I wouldn't be shocked if Jack Campbell takes it for the Lions. Okay, now, as far as Offensive Player of the Year, man, that's a tough one. Shoot, I'm sorry, I'm blanking here, but I feel like it's going to be a running back or a wide receiver. Um... Man, I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. So, um, as far as defensive player of the year, I'm sorry. Guess what? It's not going to be a pass rusher this time. Spoiler alert there. It's going to be sauce. Okay, it's sauce season. Um, as far as NFC, I've heard Micah Parsons' name. I wouldn't be shocked there that they'll finally give it to him. Um, offensive. I was gonna say, he's a Hall of linebacker, so it would not shock me. Yeah, offensive player of the oh. year for the NFC. I'm gonna say Christian McCaffrey. I think this is the first season he's gonna stay fully healthy, and he's gonna prove to people that he is a top five running back. So. Um, actually, I'm going to go Jamar Chase for Offensive Player of the Year in the AFC. I think it's going to be the tag team duo there. So, all right. On that note, let's go with our Week 1 Thursday Night Football predictions. Lions at Chiefs. I haven't taken a look at the odds for that, but what do you think here? I think if... Kelsey doesn't play. I'm gonna go Lions. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say I I go with the Lions getting the upset here. I don't think Kelsey's gonna play, and I think Lions had that best opportunity because I think the Chiefs without Kelsey, I get it that they've done it before and they've found ways to win, but 
that wide receiver group mm-hmm. does not look good at all. I mean, Tony and Sky Moore and um, it, I, I think that the Lions with that upgraded defense is going to make Mahomes day a living hell, especially without having Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to have to go with the Lions upsetting the Chiefs here week one. Travis Kelsey, like Gronk, has been that security blanket for Mahomes. And without that, you know, I could see Isaiah Pacheco being very involved. I feel like he could, you know, at least keep this game interesting. I'm going to go with the Lions regardless of if Kelsey plays or not. Um, I'm, I just think that the Lions are a good team, and I think they're going to showcase to the world on opening night when a banner is being raised. I think they're going to showcase that they are a team that is serious, that they are a team that can go out here and really just make waves and make wreak havoc in the NFC. So, Just thinking about it this way, the last time Jerry Goff played up against Mahomes in a primetime game, it was the highest scoring game, one of the highest scoring games in NFL history. I mean, could we see another thing, another high scoring back and forth contest where Jerry Goff ones up Mahomes I pro- again? I promise you, I'm not looking for a shameless plug by saying this, but you know, I think that game was the best game besides the 13 seconds game or 17 second game. 13 seconds. 13 but, seconds. Know. Okay, I got it right the first time. I think it's gonna I think that was the best game besides the 13 second game. And again, I'm not looking for a plug to just say it to yeah, upset you Bills fans, but that's the truth. Um But I got one more prediction speaking of the Bills before we sign off here. Um Jason, Chargers are beating the Bills this year. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I think, um, I think when it gets closer, I'm making, we should... I'm making a prediction. Gabe Davis is going to be a 1,000-yard receiver this year. I'm making oh. that prediction. Yeah. That man has had some upside. He's, he's playing on a contract year. He's finally a captain. After, you know, yeah. four years of being on the team, I think that this is a perfect year for him. I think he's going to go out there and be yeah. that security blanket for the Bills. Somebody that can take the weight off of Stephon Diggs' shoulders for once. Mm-hmm. So I think that he's going to go out there and be close to 1,000, if not get to 1,000 mm-hmm. yards. So I'm making that bold prediction. I think Gabe Davis mm-hmm. is going to be that guy that's going to really help Buffalo out in a major way. Yeah. But, all right. That's our season preview. Tune in on Sunday for Sunday Morning Tinkle. Out of turn four, I forgot to mention this. Of course, um, No Final Bell is being uploaded while we're recording, I believe. So, um, but out of turn four, I forgot to mention this on social media. It was postponed. It will be at noon tomorrow. So, tune, or, yeah, noon Thursday. So, tune in for that. Um, and then we'll be back here on Sunday. Until then, goodbye, everyone.